good morning good morning coming to you live from angie's room this morning i'm actually in my room this morning how are you guys doing this morning so i meant to come up here a little bit earlier but um i was in conversation so I wasn't going to come up here this morning, but it was very interesting last night. Um, so last night I had overflow at church. Our first overflow service for the 2019. And one of my sisters was just basically saying that, you know, they haven't had a chance yet to get to the podcast to listen, but that they will. And I was like, no worries, you know, it's, it's there. You know, the recording is there. It's not going nowhere and you you can get to it whenever. But she said something very interesting to me. And it was, was my testimony up here? And I was like, "Mm, uh, a little bit, right? And she was like, I'm very interested to know, like, how you got from there to here, meaning in my life present day. So I was like, you know what? That's good. That's good. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And she was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what I'm, I'm eager to know and eager to listen to. So I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, so tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to do it. So I was like, that's kind of like transformation, right? And we both laughed about it. And as I was in the overflow service, I was kind of like flashing back my life in my head. And I was just thanking the Lord, like, thank God, you know, thank God you kept me and you didn't let go because I have been through some trying times in my life, right? And I know that other people have been through worse and, you know, their story is, is, is different, but I was happy and I was very grateful that my life is the way it is right now, present day. And that's serving the Lord, because as I think back to that time in those days, I just was not a happy camper, right? So, um, it's too much to like I'm gonna try to do it in a way where I can just kind of like cram everything in so I was thinking about it this morning and I was saying to myself that um you know I think a lot of it and I don't want to say it's my fault but a lot of it is because I, I just wanted to be out there early, right? So I left home at 20. I had my first kid at 19. Well, my first love, we were together for like five years or more, right? And that's young to be with somebody, right? Because I was a teenager, but that was my first love. Like we met each other in fifth grade, 
And then we end up running into each other, of course, later on in life. And we end up reconnecting. And we end up being together and we end up having a child. But it was like once we had the baby, things got, things were a little like not going the way it was supposed to go before we even, you know, made my daughter. It was rocky. And then he was facing a five-year sentence and he ended up leaving. And I think that's where I kind of like lost it. Right. So here I am, this young girl with a baby, the love of my life. So, you know, so I felt at that time is gone facing five years. He took care of me like everything. He was my boyfriend. He was my friend. He was my provider. Like he did everything for me. Um especially when it came to money wise, he made sure that I had everything that I need. Okay. Cause he was a drug dealer. Right. Um, I'm going to be very transparent in this, this, uh, episode. He was a drug dealer. So he made sure I had everything I'm talking about from pads to soap to deodorant like it was nothing that he he didn't do for me like I never had to ask my mother and father for anything because he made sure I had it all and at that time my mother for whatever reason just felt like okay you're 19 and you have a child and I don't got to take care of you and even a little bit before that, even when I was like probably 17, like she just stopped taking care of me. Like she took care of me as far as kept a roof over my head and made sure I had food to eat. But anything outside of that, she was just not like she was not giving me money to buy clothes. She wasn't buying clothes for me. She wasn't giving me money to do laundry. She wasn't giving me money to buy maxi pads. She just straight cut me off at like the age of 16, 17. So I thank God that I did have him because, I mean, I probably would have had to be forced to get a job. But the reason why I didn't get a job, because I had him. Like he came right in and he made sure I had it all. But here's the thing that came along with that. So because he, you know, was giving me everything and was my friend and, just was so in love with me or whatever it is that we were doing, he became very aggressive, possessive, and very violent. So he didn't want me to be with anybody other than him. He didn't want me to go to anyone's home other than his home. He didn't even want my friends that I had at that time in my home. Because he felt like they were a distraction. He felt like they would get inside my head and, you know, start having me wanting to do other things. And I guess look at other guys. So when he would be coming over, I literally would throw my friends out. Like literally pick their stuff up, throw it out my door and be like, you guys got to go. Right. And they would be like upset and they, you know, saying that they're not coming back and things like that. But they were like, to be honest, they were like, they had like a lot of guys, right? And he's seen that. So 
of course, somebody is not going to want their girlfriend with somebody who they see that the, the friends have like a lot of guys coming in and out of their circle, right? So he basically wanted me to solely depend on him for everything, not just the clothes, but just for everything, conversation, just everything. And I started to get a little tired of that after a while, right? In the beginning, I was just like, okay with it. But then after a while, I was just like, I want to be a kid, like a teenager. I want to do things that normal teenagers do. I want to go to parties. I want to go to the skate key. I want to do things. And him and I did things, but it wasn't the same as being with your girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I would go those places, but I would have to sneak to the skate key with my girlfriends. And then when I get home, he would be waiting outside my house and in my driveway, like ready to fight me. Like I went through like such an abusive relationship at such a young age. I was like only 19, like 17, 18, sorry, because I had my daughter at 19. I was like 17, 18, <clears throat> going through an abusive relationship. And it's so crazy because the people that I lived amongst, no one never knew. Like, guys that lived around my block, older guys, they knew because they were older and they would be outside after a certain time and they would see him waiting for me. But people in my circle, like the people I hung out with, the people that would see me on a day-to-day -day and said, hey, how you doing? No one knew. My mother didn't know. My sister knew because I would tell her things like, Nikki, can you wait for me when I'm I'm on my way coming home? Can you wait for me? And he will wait for me. And I would say that I wouldn't talk to him. Like I would tell my sister, like, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm just going bypass him. And we just going to go straight inside the house. And every time I said that I would do that, I never would do that. I would always find myself telling my sister, just give me five minutes and I would talk to him. And we would get into like this big thing. And I wasn't doing anything with another guy. I was just trying to hang out and be a teenage girl, right? I was just trying to hang out with my friends, go to skate key, like just do the things that I thought a teenage girl should be doing. So, yeah, I was in a domestic violence relationship at such a young age. Like, we had this thing when we were growing up as teenagers going to high school. We would walk across town because across town is where everything was happening. Everything was popping. You know, the projects was over there. So you already know that that means that's a lot of people over there and this action, and I couldn't do that. Like, he would wait for me literally every single day after school. He would be on his bike, and he would be at the top of that corner where everybody had to walk up the hill to get to the top. He would be there waiting. 
And my friends will look at me and they'll be like, I thought you said today that you were going to. And I was like, I know. And I felt a way like he, he didn't know that he just made me like angry inside. Like I start to not like him because he was robbing me from my freedom. And although he was giving me money, he was taking something else from me, right? So eventually, like I said, he ended up doing time in jail. Um, and I end up having my first daughter, who's now 25. But um, I, I really believe, like, that's where, it, you know, I started to adapt to feeling like where life just went downhill. So then I end up, God ended up sending me an angel, which is my aunt Carol. And, um, she ended up just telling me like, get your things. I'm moving you into my house and you're going to go to school and you're going to work and you're going to take care of this baby. Cause like my mom you know, God bless her. I love her to death, but she just wasn't happy with it. And then, you know, she grew on the fact that I had a kid and she loved like my, my daughter. I don't care what no, like what she'd say, but she had three favorite grandkids. My first daughter, my sister's son, and my great grandson. And my brother's son, right? Like that, those were like her favorites. She say no, but yeah. So she would be like hands on with my daughter. Like take her, watch her. Because I was always dipping out, right? So I skipped the part. So after he got locked up and I, I was still at home for a little bit before my aunt came and just like saved me. I was still home for a little bit, but then I finally went from one thing and I got to another thing. So now I have this kid and now he's away and now I want my freedom, but I look down and I got this kid. So what do I do? Do I choose her or do I choose freedom? And guess what? Being that I had the mom that I had, my mother was a stay home mom. I chose freedom. I would leave for days in at a time. Like I would leave for like five days. I would tell my mother, like, I'll be back. I'm going to the store and I would have my bag already packed and I would grab that bag and I would go downtown to Harlem where I had other friends and I would just stay there, like literally just stay there. And I would come back home and, you know, my mother would be upset. My sister would be upset, but they didn't understand that I just wanted to be free. And I know that the timing was all wrong because I had a kid, but it stemmed from me being in that relationship with her father and not being able to be free, not being able to go where I wanted to go, do what I wanted to do and just live like a regular teenager. Now I got this kid. And I was, I was going to grab freedom one way or another. I was going to be that kid that I wanted to be, that teenager that I wanted to be one way or another. So 
you know, I chose to leave my daughter days at a time with my mom and I would just go and I would just go hang out and I would just party and I just would do whatever I wanted to do. And then I would come home and I would sleep and get my rest and be ready for the weekend again. I would hit my mother with the same line all the time. Oh, I'll be back. I'm going to the store and I would go. And at that time, you know, cell phones wasn't big. Beepers wasn't like all those things wasn't big. It wasn't popular. So I was able to get away with going somewhere and not even worried about anybody calling me, tracking me down. None of that. I would just be out. And then sometimes my mother would um like tell me no. And, and it got to the point that I was so... um loving it that sometimes I would bring her like I would get my daughter dressed and be like we out and I would just go and then my aunt came in and she you know she said to me I'm gonna take you guys and I'm gonna go to her house which she lived in the Bronx on 225th street and she was like you're gonna work you're gonna go to school And that, that, that introduced me to a whole different world because, you know, my mom wasn't, she wasn't motivated in that area. You know what I'm saying? My mother was a type of mother, like, I love y'all, you know, y'all here, y'all do whatever y'all need to do because she was taking care of the bills. And I guess she figured in her head, like, I'm taking care of this part. Y'all figure out the other part about yourself. Right. But she wasn't a pushy mom to be like, you better get a job. You better get a job or whatever the case may be. She let us just she let us rock like she let us really rock. And I didn't like that. Right. I I was very different with my kids because I get where my mother was coming from. My mother was coming from a place like these is my kids. I love them. And they don't have to worry about, you know, that part, you know, they can be here as long as they need to be here and, um, they good. Right. But then it wasn't good because we were sheltered, like she sheltered us and I was determined to know what it was that I needed to know. So like my mother didn't allow us to go across town where the projects was and all of those things. She didn't want us to see none of that. Um, She wanted to keep us safe from the world and what was really going on out there. But she didn't even know and realize like, yo, I had already encountered a piece of what was going on out there because I didn't got myself a drug dealer boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? So as parents, sometimes we we call ourselves keeping our kids away from certain things and don't even know that just them going to school or just them coming in contact with just just other people other friends that we will get to be introduced to things that our parents is trying to keep us away because she was that's what she was trying to keep us away from running into people who sold drugs running into people who just did things that wasn't good And I had already encountered that and she didn't even know it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, because we were very low key on, I guess, 
I mean, she knew I had a boyfriend, but I don't think she knew that my boyfriend sold drugs. And we were very low key with, you know, the way we spent money, not even doing it purposely. It's just like we weren't flashy. And then she wasn't the type of parent to come in and be like, well, where did you get this from? Like, so if my kids had something new, I would be like, where'd you get that from? Because I didn't buy that. So where did that come from? She wasn't that type of person. Like she wasn't coming in my room asking me where I got things from and how I get this new jacket and how I get this new bag. So I was able to get away with certain things because her mind was just focused on other things. Like, and this is how she didn't even realize sometimes that I would be coming in the house and I was crying and I was hit and I was bruised because she didn't really pay attention to that effect. One time I can say that she um, just like kind of asked a question. So one day um, my boyfriend at the time, which is my oldest daughter's father, started seeing someone else. And I had finally got my little coins together because he was always doing for me, always buying, always giving my friends like, you know, it was one particular friend that he liked and it's still my sister to this day, my best friend to this day. Um, he would always give me money and be like, here, make sure when you get sneakers, she get, make sure when you get clothes, she get. If we were all together, he made sure she ate and everything. Um, so I finally got a job cause he told me, listen, get a job cause you want to be independent. Like you, you want to get the money that you're receiving from me, but you also want to have your own money because you never know what could happen to me. Not to say that I'm going anywhere or not to say that I'm not, you know, going to give you money, but it's better to have more money than less money. So he was, you know, when it came to the domestic violence part, of course, we know he was bad, but he also bought a lot of things to me and introduced a lot of things to me. So I finally got a job. I finally had saved up my coins and I wanted to do something really nice for him. So I had bought him like two polo sweat sweaters. And at this time he was entertaining some other young lady. Um, cause we had been going through whatever we were going through. And I had started getting to that point where I was tired and I started like going out more and I guess he was like, listen, I'm tired of chasing her and beating her up and she's just not listening. She's still just getting out of control or whatever it is that he said in his head. Um, and he says to this day that it wasn't that, that he had got really sick one time and I was already over it. You know, I had started letting people in my head, you know, the very thing that he was trying to keep away from me I started letting come to me and you know people were talking and oh he's talking to this girl and oh he's talking to that girl and I had got upset with him and he had like a situation where he his appendance was almost about to be erupted and um he went to the hospital and I didn't come and see him until three days later um, so he was very hurt about it. Till this day, he still talks about that day. And um, he started entertaining someone at his school that he was going to. And uh, Christmas had came. 
I had no idea about this girl. Um, I had seen her at the hospital, but he was saying that she was just a friend. Christmas came. I brought him the gift, called over there. She picked up the phone. Long story short, I ended up going over there with my two girlfriends, and um, I ended up getting hurt really, really bad. And we end up having like a huge fight this day. And he end up swinging me around and I end up losing balance um, from him swinging me around. And I end up going in the air and I end up falling on the concrete and hitting my face and my head. And I end up having a malconcussion. I ended up in the hospital that night. Um... And my mother knew nothing about it. But that day, that morning when I got let out, because I ended up calling his mom, God bless her soul, and she ended up rushing over there and basically signing off on paperwork for me to get care. And um, my mother came in the room that, that morning and was like, what happened to you? Because, like, my whole... I still have the scar over top of my eye to this day. Like I have my whole forehead, my nose, like one whole side of my face was swollen, bruised and swollen. And I came up with this lie and I was like, oh, I ran into a tree. I was running from a dog. And then she must have went and spoke to my father and told my father like, oh, she's looking strange. She got this strange thing over her face. And my father came in and he asked the same question, like, what happened to you? And I told him the same story. And um, it's crazy because after that, I end up sleeping with him and I end up getting pregnant um, because I don't know, you know, he started telling me these things and telling me that he was sorry and that he loved me and this, that and the other and the third. And I end up getting pregnant, like right after that whole big incident. And, uh, yeah, so, like I said, he ended up getting sent away. He ended up going to jail. Um, when he came out, he ended up being with that young lady um, shortly after. But I had already gotten to the Bronx, to my aunt's house, you know, and I was going to school and I was working. But um, in the interim of me being away from my surroundings, which is my home, my mom, you know, and him, even though he was abusive, you know, I, I, you know, depended on him. And like I said, he was my friend and I was just lost. Like I went through a really dark stage in my life with him being away, me having this kid, me having to figure things out by myself, me having to, you know, work and go to school and not have his support, not have his, you know, his touch and not have him hold his child and not just have him be there with me, not have him make decisions. I was in a dark place and I took a lot of frustration out on my daughter, right? Because I was alone and I felt betrayed and I felt lost and I felt unloved and I was just angry and I would scream at her a lot and I would look at her and she looked so much like her dad and 
I was just angry with him. I was just angry with him for a lot of reasons. And um, it was rough. It was rough, right? So here I am, this teenage mom, you know, working and going to college. Because one thing about my aunt, she made sure that I went to work and that I went to school. Because she's seen, she's seen what, you know, what would have happened if I didn't. And plus, she was always with the Lord when I wasn't. And the Lord had already spoke to her and told her what it was that she needed to do. And she did just that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she made sure I went to school, made sure I worked. And I had two jobs. So I worked at Pathmark at the time in Co-op City. And I worked at Kids R Us, which was not too far. And I went to college. I went to Monroe College um, at first. And um, I, I just was lost. I was just broken, guys. I was just lost. I lost my love, my first love. Uh, I got this baby, he's in jail, and yeah, I was away from my mom, and you know, my mom knew where I was at, you know, she knew where I was at, she knew that I was in good hands, but I felt the way about that, it's not like she even said, no, well, let her come home, I got it, it was like, it was like, okay, all right, so trying the baby is going to be over there it was like she was just she was okay with it you know what I'm saying and that kind of bothered me because I was feeling like okay this is my mom like she's supposed to fight and be like nah she's good right here because me having my kids that wouldn't have went down I'd have been like no I got it thank you you know but she just and then as I think about it realistically she did the best thing right because she knew that she wasn't going to be able to do the things that needed to be done so she wasn't in denial of that right and then she didn't want to hold me back from getting what I needed so she actually did a good thing by just letting me go ahead right but I didn't see it like that at the time. I thought that she was like the worst mother in the world. She didn't care about me when she actually cared about me because she wanted something better for me. And she knew by me being over there that I would receive it and I would get it. So I ended up doing that. But in the interim of me doing that, I was lost. I was broken. I was hurt. I was confused. I was torn. I just felt so much, so much things, so much things, so many things. And I took a lot of it out on my daughter. Um, and when I say that, it, you know, not that I beat her constantly, but I would scream at her constantly. Oh, God, I would scream at her so much because I was so frustrated. She was so young. She had no understanding of what I've been through and what took place and why I was even yelling and she didn't even understand like who's this man like where's my dad who 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 is he how does he look because I wouldn't go see him in jail 
Like I, I had completely cut him off. So for a while, she, you know, she didn't even know, you know, what she didn't know anything. You know, she just knew that I'm this little baby and I'm this little girl. Now she's growing into one and two years old. And, you know, she just knew like, you know, I'm just this little girl and she didn't have an understanding as to what was going on, right? And eventually, time passed, and I was like, okay, I was probably like in my fourth year of him being away, and I was like, okay, God, you know, because I always talked to the Lord, and I always went to church, but I never had this relationship with the Lord, right? And uh, the fourth year, I was like, okay, God, I, I, I need clarity. I need to know, shall I go on? Because this whole time, I was by myself. This whole four years, I was by myself. I wasn't dating. I wasn't seeing anybody. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. It was just me and my daughter. I was just working on me and my daughter. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to go. I'm going to see you know, it's, it, should I wait for him? Should Is it going to be back, him and I? Are we going to be a family? Are we going to raise this kid together? And I went to see him, and he gave me nothing. Um, he gave me attitude. Uh, and, I, and I get it. It was four years later, and I'm just coming to see him. But he didn't give me what I need, basically. So when I left there, I was like, that's it. I'm moving on with my life. I'm forgetting about him because this whole four years, I was thinking of him. I was drowning my sorrows and my sadness and my pain in him and his absence. And I was like, that's it. When I leave this visit, I'm leaving him for real. And I came back. And my God, this is why direction and understanding is important. Because I didn't have direction and no understanding and no patience, I just jumped from one thing to another thing. And stay tuned for the next topic um, because I got to go. But I'll be back with the continuation stay love guys stay in peace and gain understanding and wait for direction i love you guys we'll talk soon